0: Are you ready for the word this morning? The musicians and worshipped it excellent, and uh, we speak every month uh, about a title, and uh, in this month of November, we are speaking about follow me, and I will make you. Now, now, there's certain questions because Jesus gave parables and. He made certain statements, occupy till I come. <laughs> he didn't say just float through life, just be in survival mode, just to be a success. His instruction was occupy, turn to somebody, say occupy. Now, now, if you understand what that means, and I'm going to help you this morning, not to alter the plan of God for your life. Now, this is very crucial. Because we saw the story about the screwdriver. It was divine or designed to screw in and to unscrew screws. But we use it for different purposes. It's the same with us what you were designed for. We operate most of the time what we were not designed for. But we are some device, somewhere functioning and not living the great life. Now, there's certain questions that we need to ask and ask ourselves. And until you can have the answer for that question, you will never be able to live into the fullness of what God intended. Now, we start in Genesis chapter 1. God spoke things into existence. And then it comes that he, everything he created was a word, say the word. But then it comes to mankind. Now, the first thing where his hands are involved is in creation or creating mankind. And he said, Let us make man in our likeness and in our image. That means in our character, in the way how we do things, the way how heaven is operating. Let us create mankind in the likeness and image of God. And then he gave them dominion, authority, and seed. That's where it comes to occupy. Say, occupy. Now, that's a very strong word to occupy while you're on the face of the earth. Now, now when, when God said that, of course, the devil is not or was not created in the likeness and image of God. He doesn't like what he saw now. And then Eve missed it because idleness will let you be at the wrong tree. Eve was at the wrong tree, the wrong moment. She was idle, and then the snake came. Now, that's a very powerful truth that I've just said there to help you to understand. She was idle of her function, idle of her purpose. Come on, somebody. She hanged around, and now the serpent came, and... uh, because of idleness. And now she mess up and she convinced Adam. And they mess up everything. And then in Genesis 3, and I said here two services ago, the first question ever asked on the face of the earth or in creation is, where are you? Where are you hanging this morning? Are you busy with the function of, that you were designed and created for. Well, I'm a doctor, I'm a police, I'm this, I'm that. No, 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 you were not created or designed. That's just the tool to help you live out your great grand design. Now, now, here here, here comes the story because when you can discover an Adam and Eve moved into a survival mode. Now, God had a plan, and action, how to restore mankind in that occupied till I come. That's why he fights seed. He fights the word. He fights everything possible. Now, here the prophet Jeremiah stood up with a word and he says, speak as the mouthpiece of God. I know the thoughts I have about you. That is amazing. He didn't say the opinion. He didn't say what somebody else think or say or what people. No, no, no. He said, I know the thoughts I have about you. In other words, God thinks about you all the time. He says, thoughts not to harm you. So he's not a murderer. He's not a killer. He doesn't put sickness on you. He doesn't strip you. He doesn't rob you. He says, no, no, no. The thoughts I have for you is to give you A hopeful, a powerful future. Now, here Jesus came and he was born and then went to the River Jordan, baptized, and then in the wilderness, 40 days, 40 nights. And then Satan was there. It's amazing. And then the devil said, now listen, he always will test the word over your life and he tested with a half a truth to make a half a truth a complete lie and then get you in an avenue of living what God never intended for you to live in at all. He says, If you, the Son of God, turn the stones into bread. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Now here Jesus came and he revealed how man shall live. Now we don't live by anything except by what Jesus said because we are Christian people. The word Christian means Christ-like. Turn to somebody, say, can you see Jesus in me? And tell them, please don't answer me because you're going to get a smack. Because they're going to give you an answer that you don't want to hear. And he says in Matthew chapter 4, 4, now remember, the Bible is not written as we read it today with it. Matthew didn't say, well, I'm in chapter 4 now, and this is what verse 4 is going to say. No, the translators that we can understand it much easier. But he replied, Jesus now, it has been written, man shall not live and be upheld and sustained by bread alone, comma, but. Now the but is the conjunction to what just was said, because man's life will not, cruise through this life just by eating bread. There's something else. That's why revelation always brings a responsibility to move from information to revelation to activation of the information so that I can have a transformation what the revelation tells me I can be. Now, now <laughs> listen, it says, he says, but by every word. By what word? Every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Now Matthew goes on, and now it's Jesus speaking. And when Jesus revealed that, he starts his journey, his mission to live out the three functions. Why he came. Now there's three very crucial questions. And it's simple. That people battle with. Have you realized we can make things sometimes so complicated? I want to give you the Greek and the Hebrew and the Latin. And then I don't even understand what it doesn't mean anything. Because I speak English or Afrikaans or you know, I can speak Japanese, Yamaha, Kawasaki, Honda, and Suzuki. Now, now we make it so complicated while the word of God is just plain. Now, in, 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 in Matthew chapter 4, he, he carries on, and then in verse 19, he starts to answer and fulfill the three things that will help you and take you where you need to go. He says in the Amplified, and he said to them, come after me, Jesus. As? Did you, did you get that word? He didn't say as church members only. He didn't say as just as a Christian. Just as there I go to Loft, are they a multinational church or. No, no, he, he didn't say that. He said, "Come after me as disciples, letting me be your guide. Wow, I thought the news media, And CNN, continual negative news. And no, no, he didn't say that. He says, letting me be your guide, follow me. The first word, come after me, means follow me. He says, and if you follow me, and I will make you. So they were not that yet. They knew what it is to catch normal fish. Not Because he said, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, now you must realize you are in a war. A- a- if you discover you're in a war, you don't see it. But your biggest enemy is your mind. Come on. Somebody made a thing and said, You fat, me now. Then I go and stand in front of the mirror and think, My word. If they see me without my shirt, I've got a one pack here. If I pull in my stomach, I've got a three pack. But now, continually, I'm aware. Who are you men and help me? It takes five shirts to get the right shirt because every shirt let you feel too tight. Donkey Gina, thank you. Thank you for the honest people. Because why? Somebody said something. And because they said it, I made a statement truth. While it's actually as you see yourself that is how you're going to be. So the whole plot to get you off, out of occupying, being in the likeness, the character, and uh, uh, to, to rule and reign as a king on the face of the earth comes with what you open your ear for and being led. Who's your guide? Now, people are living in one of three dimensions. It's just where you live survival. I've seen most people live in survival mode during this lockdown. People are hurting. There's pain. But survival mode is not the mode that God designed. I'm um, in this world, but not from this world. If I am a 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 person, now that he is in Christ, became a new creature. Come on, somebody. He made me a new creature. He gave me the greatest ministry to be uh, the ministry of reconciliation. And he made me his representative, his ambassador on the face of the earth. Then I need to live out what he made me, what I am, and what he sees me. Okay, that goes down a bit. I'm going to help you. The three questions that every person needs to find the answer is, why am I alive? 7 billion people on the face of the earth. Close to 60 million people in South Africa. And do you know there's so many billions and millions of people that don't know why they are alive. Most of us sitting here maybe don't know. And most of our viewers, because I didn't know it. I just go with the flow. Help me. And when you just go with the flow, you go through emotions, you go through the humdrum of life, you're in the rat race, and then everything change. why you were designed for. Second question, does my life matter? (laughs) Does my life really matter? Come on. And the third one is, now, now, if I answer this, what is the purpose? And I'm going to help you to answer. Because people live in survival. They like walking dead people. Have you seen my what gives me fun? And you can see it. I'm in a lot of coffee shops and restaurants and meetings. And I like to just sit and stare at people. The expressions on their faces. The whole family sit around the table. And everybody is on the cell phone. Nobody communicates. And people sit there. And if it's a restaurant that sells communion, you can see, my Lord, they have the whole wine farm here that they are drinking right now. Why? they living dead people. They're not alive. Wednesday, I did a memorial service here. de Tui died five months and four days before his wife. And Monday, she flew in from Joburg and uh, went to Aeserfontein to spend a few days there. They arrived in Aeserfontein. She said she's got a pain and boops, gone. Monday, Wednesday, I did the funeral. Now, asking all these questions because nobody expects this to happen. Funeral I did Friday here, big funeral. Man just had a cough. And out of the cough, boom, gone. You know, this is life. Lanzel did a funeral where the boy and his girlfriend, they tied her and raped her severely, but they put nails through his feet. And then they murdered him with a panga or something. Throw him out there in the streets. This is life. This is reality. You know, we, we, I shared with a medical doctor at Tiger Valley what Loftal is doing of the feeding and the rescuing of the babies and the school and what we do. And he said, uh, where did you went in Africa to have that? I said, no, 10 minutes, he said, you lie. Things like that doesn't exist in South Africa. I said, it's on your doorstep, but that's how we live. Survival, go through life. The question is this morning, ladies and gentlemen, what drives you in life? What lets you get up in the morning and drives you through the day? and put you in bed tonight and drive you through the night and drive you through a year and drive you through the one birthday after the other birthday. Now, all of you, you are not a year older. This was 2020. Nothing happened. Next year, you'll be 2020's age. What drives you? I had to ask myself the question, what drives me in life? What is the motivation that I get up, I preach, I love my family, I love people, I share, make disciples, win people wherever I go. What, what makes my heart ache? Because in survival mode, you just live to get through the day, get through the week and just go on every day, the same old, the same old. Then people live in success. They have the car. They have the nice house. They have the money. They have whatever, the Rolex and the guests. And, but their life is I in competition because if my neighbors buys a new Mercedes, I need to have a greater model that's more expensive. They are driven by something. Now, now there's different things that can drive and you can identify because I had to ask myself the question, if I, and there was a time in my life when I just exist as a pastor, Ask the senior leader what you have underdo it. Disaster. I was first a disaster, then the Lord made me a pastor. Now I'm a devil blast. What in life? That's questions. We want the next revelation. (laughs) But I have learned the anointing is not enough because you can be so anointed when a flea bites you, there's a floey, that it jumps 10 feet higher because there's power in the blood. And still to discover no value. This is a, this is a question I had to answer with degrees, with this, with this. Why do I exist? I would be a hopeless Hebrew boy leaving Egypt, traveling through the wilderness to go to Canaan because I hate sand. I love the ocean. I can be there every day. If they put a lawn from the tar road right into the ocean, I'll float. You'll think it's a whale there in the water. It's me. But because I hate sand, have a wave ever, (laughs) Now I can do body serving, you know, surf with waves. But if you catch the wave too late, that thing does something to you. It turns you upside down and you cl- forgot to close your mouth and you swallow that salt water. you like a bookum from the West Coast. And sand everywhere, even where you don't want it. It grinds you if you walk. It's like grinding paste. Now, I know you've... Help me, somebody, just say, that's genuine, it, it, it's true. Your hair, you are sanded from the top of your head till the soles of your feet. From here, Nadar in Vawakal. That's why I sand. But Ch- listen, God found it good that we live in the 21st century. To be here for something he designed you for before you were born. Now Jesus had to restore everything, every uh, lie that Satan created through the years. And that's why Adam and Eve lived in the glory. Now the Bible says, We come short of the glory of God. So it's through repentance and accepted him that we restored back in glory. But the glory we have misquoted because that's a second day experience and we call it revival. That glory is to walk in resurrection power where there's not a superstar standing here and does his circus acrobatic things, but where everybody get the revelation that you are the changer of the world, you are a history maker, you can shake planet Earth. One lady took her long dress, started marching to Washington, D.C. Nobody followed her, one person, and hand over to the government I refuse that the Ten Commandments will be any longer in the school. And because of her ability to do something, she changed the history of a nation that they battle now to change the history back. One person. One person. Now, now, here is the thing. Because we think in masses, no, think about yourself. What drives you? What, what makes your heart tick? What is it that that word drives means to guide? It means to control. It means to direct your life and every person on the face of the earth that existed already, that is here and still going to be born are driven by something. Help me. Now, now, there's certain things that I'm going to answer you. People are driven by guilt. You sit here as a parent, as a couple, as a single parent, as a child or whatever. Whatever. And you said, why didn't I do that years ago? Parents are driven by guilt. Don't do it. Your children needs to work out their own testimony, and they working on their testimony. You were not a bad parent. You didn't make, even if we made, we all made mistakes. But don't let guilt drive you. Other people are driven by the approval of others. What do you think about me? Oh, my word, they're so image aware. If you are driven by the opinion of people, you're going to die by the opinions when they turn against you. Come on. Now, 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 (laughs) these children... You Were a child, all of us, not one of you were born like Jesus out of Mother Mary. You had a father and a mother, and life was maybe not kind to you. People are driven by anger. Oh, my word! Now, I cannot pay in 2020 what I ever in the 60s. Now, if you knew about I ever would, you old. You know, I was a child when he was prime minister, whatever he was. Now people are driven. When Jan van Riebeek arrived with the Titanic on April the 6th, 1652 in Cape Town. Now they're still angry about that. I've sat with people. The family member died years ago, but they're still angry. Sit with wives. The husband did them wrong 20 years ago. He moved on with his life. He's got a new wife and a quieter. With new children, she walks with a cane, but she's got this 20-year-old one, and he still sits in the old age home and angry with her. All these things are driving you And it's only the one purpose is to not answer the three important questions to catapult you in God's divine plan for your life. I've said it over and over here. God only has one plan. He doesn't change his mind. You say, God, can you please change your mind about me? And he said... (laughs) if I change my mind, I'm no longer the I am. Then I will come that I have been or I was. He said, but my name is I am and I don't change. So God doesn't change his opinion about you. He loves you. cares for you. Now the Bible comes and, 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 and tells me not to waste my life because some people are driven by fear. Ooh. fear is Friday the thirtieth a Oh my word. They 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 covet. It. It's amazing how they go to secret meetings where there's fifty people in a small room but they don't come to service because of covet where they sit separate. Ons lyk soos a millie van mamsbrie in die droogte, hier en daar 'n a millie pit. Then fear is not there. Go to work, to all kinds. Oh my word, have you seen them all? And nobody goes for 15 minutes and say, here, ek wens hulle wil nou klaar maak dat ek in huis toe gaan. They for hours there. I was driving in Sea Point. There's a liquor store. The people were standing outside up the road, up the <coughs> up up the road, and don't care about what drives people fear. Now I'm not saying be irresponsible. I say what makes your heart tick? Because what you fear is how your life is going to be. People live in fear of losing, fear of money, fear. there's, there's, There's so much fears involved and what they don't understand, it starts with a thought, then it becomes a spirit that gets hold of you. People are driven by money. Oh my word, they will do anything. Somebody in the church here, their son was shot in the driveway for a cell phone. this they, 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 people are robbed. I stopped at the garage. Oh, I thought he's going to pray. I stopped at the garage and this young boy ran. He was full of blood. His friend, some of the street children were murdered for one rand, one, one rand. People are driven, and if money drives you, because with all the money, doesn't buy happiness. You work all your life, and then at a certain age, you look like a raisin out of Wellington. Then you use all that money. Uh, I have an invention. I'm going to become a multi-zillionaire. And it's very cheap. Costs less than a rand. You just take a cloth peg, pull your neck together, stick it up here, and you will see I have no wrinkles in my neck. They work all their life and they pay all that money to get health. Oh my word! I went to the specialist two weeks ago, and I had to pay cash. That was the most expensive pictures he took of me. Oh, oh, oh I mean, I don't say all that. So he took pictures. That was a thousand six hundred rand for just lying on my back for five minutes. And take pictures. And he said, you see, you're mult, you're this, you're that, you're that. And I thought that was for free. Until I came and he said, 1,600. I thought he said 160. And I realized, my why People are driven. What drives you? What drives you? I had to answer that question because... We, we live in la-la land. We're so spiritual, but we're not significant. We're successful. We say the buildings and whatever it is. But let me help you. You can have everything in life if you don't fulfill what God has designed you for. We're looking for the Hebrew, the Greek, and the Latin words to Let us sound smart and sound spiritual. And I've listened. But tonight, when you go to bed by yourself, you have to answer these questions. Am I just existing? Or am I really living? How? People are driven my insecurities. Oh, I must wear a brand. I must have a Ray-Ban. I'm cool. Watch. Oh, don't do that. Then they can say I do the the goat horns again. I'm cool. I arrived in America, and I've got Adidas techies on and Adidas tracksuit. They raved about the Adidas then. Woo! That guy went there. He said, Brand, cost a lot of money. He looks like Urkel. He said, cost a fortune. I said, yeah, they're at the Somalian shop at Belleville Station. This whole outfit cost me 30, uh, yeah, thirty less than 30 American dollars. I wear the same shoes, the same tracksuit. And that last, I bought it in 2017. It's so powerful. Not a fish had a bite on it. But the ones you buy at Total Sport and Edgar's and... You see? So I said, I know don't need to be driven by insecurities. There's people in this church, you pray more powerful than me, you can prophesy more powerful than me, you can preach more powerful than I can preach, and I'm never threatened because I'm here to fulfill what I was designed for. Now, then people are driven by excuses. The past says, "Now I've been this all my life. I'm not going to change. You see, you, you, you cannot be driven because then you live either, survive, either success, but you never move into significance. Every person here, you are the key for somebody's door. You are the answer to somebody's prayer. You're the solution for somebody's condition. You, you one word out of your mouth can change a person from no hope to hope. But because we battle with ourselves so much, we never move and hear the voice, follow me so that I can make you Something that I have designed you to be. Three things. Why am I alive? Just to get old and now in the next year or two I can be a great grandfather. You know, Tasha and Vian can be great parents. It's scary. The day when Kayla was born and the specialist that they did a Caesar C-section. I think they did. When he said, where's the grandfather? I just want to come. The guy who played the music in our church was with me. I got such a shock when I hear Opa. I said, he is. He said, I'm not. You are. I said, I am. Because in my culture, Africans, if your grandfather you're old. You eat a mealy on the rums. You know, your teeth sleep separate from your body. But here I am and I think, oh my God, mercy. You see, God didn't create us just to, I have him see this. I didn't pay for it, it was given to me. But I'm driving an old Land Rover that's 21 years old. And it's a diesel. And I'd rather drive that than the Mercedes. Because I don't care. You get the message. Somebody bought me shoes for 3000 I gave it away. I said, oh my God, I cannot walk with these 3000 rand of shoes while these hungry children in the squatter camp, I told them, brother, give me, somebody come and said, the Lord said, I must buy you a brand new Jaguar XJ6. I said, if you know me, I said, give me the money, then I can help poor people. He said, the money, uh, the car or nothing. I said, give me the money. I'll, I'll help people. I want to buy houses and do stuff for people. He said, the car or nothing. I said, they're nothing. He looked like me if I smoke fig leaves. He couldn't believe I said that. Now, God is not against you. He wants you to be prosperous and blessed and have everything what you want to have. As long as the things doesn't have you. Because I am not driven by these things. My life's purpose, I had to discover out of scripture. I cannot waste life. Not one of us carries the guarantee here. Uh, you're going to see tomorrow. But what you live right now, live it to the fullness. There's one thing that Gustav can get through to you today. To be catapult in a dimension you've never been in. What God has prepared beforehand is start living what God created you for. 1 John 5, 21, your living translation. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your heart. Oh my word. There's a possibility that stuff and it's not always just good stuff and visible stuff sometimes it's that invisible things that we battle and fight with that takes God's place because if i'm not driven for what i why i am alive for what does my life matter and what is my purpose on the face of the earth then i'm not living the life god designed me Psalm 103 verse 7, Moses knew his ways, but his people, his deeds. Most people just want to know God's deeds, but not his ways. And to function in the ways of God, I need to, or in the deeds of God, I need to know his ways. Because the plan of the enemy is to take you away from your birthright. You are an heir of God. My children, and we've got three that's alive with their spouses, so it's six. And uh, we've got five grandkids, six with Gabriel now. They know. They know how their father and grandfather's heart works. Because if I'm blessed, I want them to be blessed. If I'm happy, I want them to be happy. You get parents because they're unhappy, they want the children unhappy. Because the husband is unhappy, he doesn't want his wife to be happy. And if she's happy, now, who's it? Where's he? Tell me his name. See, this is all the common Things. this is not a big revelation of, whoa, Shanghai, hallelujah. Oh, no, this is real life. I'm here to help you. Because the problem is to live a significant life will one day say, when I stand in front of God, now let me just land and finish. Proverbs 19, 3. Oh, my word, I was reading the scripture this morning. It says, people ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they are angry with the Lord. Did you just hear what I said? People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then they are angry with the Lord. I wonder this morning, I wonder and I'm finishing. Are we living God's design or our lives are overtaken by idleness? The only value life has is when I can impact somebody's life and at the end of my journey that I can hear Come in thy faithful servant. Come in thy faithful. Or will I hear, go away from me? That's scary. I never knew you. God, but I did all these miracles and I preached all these sermons and... I fly to conferences and I'm the chaplain for the state of Louisiana. That will mean nothing. That doesn't mean anything. Because we deal here with the reality of life. Paul addressed the church in Ephesus, Ephesians 5, 15 to 17. He says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise people. Your life is meant to count, to impact. You're the hope for the world when Jesus lives through you. You're the only hope. You're the only Bible that people can read. You're the only living witness that they can see about Jesus. So, what's God's idea? Is that Jesus will be seen more and more in our lives. Because Jesus didn't say, Gustav, with your green sheer- shirt, everybody's going to see that you're a disciple. That means nothing. He didn't say, Wow, your prophecies, or how good you can preach. <laughs> how far you can spit when you preach. He didn't say that. He said, by this shall, not maybe, not they wonder, not uh, they try. He said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples when you have love one for another. So ladies and gentlemen, it brings me this morning. By the conclusion of the word, you have only one life to live. Just one. Ein. Dos. You have only one life. I promise you, if there was reincarnation, when I have to come back, I don't want to be a cow or a pig. Otherwise, I'll be bacon and eggs. Or a chicken. You have only one life to live. One day, this life is going to end. Berta, Monday on the airplane, never thought. She thought, wow, I'm coming back to Cape Town. Now I'm going to live. She didn't make it. That boy and his girl that was abducted next to the road, that day when they left their mother's house, they never thought they're not going to go home. One of our boys that were in the rehab were shot two weeks ago. I think two weeks. He left his mother's house, never thought, not going to happen. When I walked in Tigerberg in the ward, my mother was there 10 to 3. Not one of us there had a mind. There will be somebody injecting her with a vet injection, with her overdose, and actually murder her. Nobody had that in mind. Who was went to sleep? married eight months. 28 years of age. I'm in America. Never thought I'll get a phone call and say, he's gone. You see, we don't live with that because we, we, we want to push that out of this. We love and we go on. And we came so used to the humdrum of every day. And we get used to our circumstances. And well, God says, wow, you are going to be the next president, the next song composer, the next powerful inventor, the next book author. You're going to be the next powerful we never had that in mind, because the enemy robbed you. He robbed people through all the things that happens to let them function outside. Follow me and be my disciple, and I've said it nearly in every meeting. What is a disciple? It's a learner. Somebody learns how to live life in this life. And the fact that the devil has a roaring time, it's because the Christians are not in position. And they are in so defeated situation that there's a voice of like a prophet Ezekiel necessary to prophesy over every dead. Somebody that can change the atmosphere from the soil of Africa will come the sound into the world. The world is waiting for Mr. Trump and Biden and whoever they are waiting for, but the world is waiting from the sound from the tip of Africa, from the soil to release a voice that will change the nations and usher in the glory. Gustav, what does God want from me? God said, I want your whole life. Let me be your guide. You can love people more than God. You can love things more than God. When there's a priority shuffle in your mind, that what is the major becomes the minor, and what is the minor becomes the major. Your whole life will start running in the wrong direction. Now now, Gustav, you you, you talk so much and just stop now. Okay, I'm stopping. I saw somebody said yes, stop. The matter is, God said, I want you to give me your whole life. I don't want 50%. I don't want you to see me as an occasional God. Or a Sunday morning God. Or maybe a Monday night one. I want you to make me Lord of all. Because what I have in store for you is so big. I created you for this plan. Your excuses. your The things that drives you. Will become how you're going to live. But I want you to be, allow me to be your guide that you can be spirit driven. Not emotional driven. Not opportunity driven. Not money driven. All these things can be important. But I want you to make me, put me first in your life. Now to move from where we are to go to first is not complicated. I was sharing about 2012 and musicians can come. And uh, from January the 10th till January the 15th, in January 2012, I went through a very, very hard and difficult time with the church, with my mother. Uh, When she passed away, you know, I had to deal with the estate and then that year, they murdered Uncle A.B. We did 17 services on a Sunday. They didn't rob him, they didn't steal his cell phone, just a demon-possessed man. Went up and stabbed him. The Thursday night, Friday morning, they fired the project manager on Friday night. We had a church split. So I was angry. It was hoog die When you're angry, you start become a master plan maker. Now, all of us in this room, let somebody just make you angry. You'll see what plans you make. If somebody just disappoints you, see what plans you make. Let's let's just be real. I I cannot be a fake. So I planned to immigrate out of South Africa, take my family. And uh, then May month came. And revival happened at Lofdal. It's winter. The first service was a Wednesday night, June the 5th, 2013, 13, 13, 13, In the back of my mind, I just came back from the U.S. And I had my ducks in a row. I want to help you because we sit here and you think you've got everything together. I'm here to tell you God's going to upset your program. Because your program doesn't carry the guarantee of the future if it's not his program. So I'm angry. Pitch up that night that big loaf doll. I had a jacket, the color of what Tasha's got on. I looked like Count Dracula. Big jacket, two sizes too big. Came in late, sat there in the front row. Angry. People were shaking and the power of God hit them. And I said, this is a circus. Now, I know the power of God. Been there, but I'm angry, and when you're angry, it develops in the next level, you become fault-finding. Oh, I found fault there, stand there, church back, three and a half thousand people, it's so cold and miserable. And don't think the devil is outside the building, he, he comes right here and he said, I forgot to close the tap, the washing machine. Did I switch off the oven? See, he, he. And then the preacher came up. Oh, my Jesus. Vienna myself flew with a small plane. There were only four people in the aeroplane. Five. Four, four, Four. We flew to Lakeland, saw the preacher. Then he had a few tattoos, but that night, he had tattoos from the top of his finger right into his neck and he colored them in. Green and yellow and red. There are more because I'm not living. I'm driven by something. His wife came. She got strawberry cook coloring and she washed her hair. She looks like a strawberry. I mean strawberry red. I mean red. And I say, oh Jesus, I don't need to see this. He took the mic. He started prophesying. And he prophesied a word. He didn't know about the past, what happened there, how the lady died in the foyer and we raised her, and how people were on the parking lot under the power of God. We had to get chauffeurs to drive them home. He didn't know about that. And he said, Hear the word of the Lord. The Lord said, The fire that was here before. I will reignite it, and this time it will not go out. It's all what he said. Oh, my word. A power hit me in my stomach. Now, you must know I was big. Looked like the Oro's man. And I start doing crazy stuff. I start doing this. Now, I'm not in for gimmicks. I thought, what's wrong with you, boy? I'm fighting this thing power of God hit me and then I said something to God never tell God not what to do with you, you give him an idea and God said go to Cape Town after God convinced me by his respect I said I'll go anywhere except oh my word and the Lord said, That's exactly where I sent you. I said, I'm never gonna tell you again where I'm not going. So here I am, 40. How many years? And when this happened, I start fighting it. Then I discovered two things in me. I said the next thing to the Lord. Please, Jesus, let us stop. Don't embarrass me in front of all these people. Pride. Pride. Now I never thought I was prideful. Because I was angry, now I have pride. Pride is I will not acknowledge that I'm wrong. Pride is I will not you first ask me before pride. No, I never thought I was prideful. That night I discovered, and when I said, please don't embarrass me, oh my word, my forehead hit my knees. So I was before I told the Lord doing this, but the moment when I said, don't embarrass me, my forehead, I promise you, hit my knees. I went flip forward, backward, forward, backward, then I hit the floor. That was 8 o'clock at night. 10 to 11, 5 to 11, I woke up. I felt drunk in my head. And I thought, high blood pressure. think, no, no, no. To be drunk feels so wonderful. I want to be drunk every day. I stood up, thousands of people. We're standing in that. It's cold. I mean, we had to pull the buses out. They were stuck in the mud. You know, the road there, the winter time it rains. It's, there's no central heating. The whole building doesn't have carpet in. A monkey cannot walk with a cane on that road. That's how big the bottles was. Three and a half thousand half thousand people came. Politicians, wealthy of the wealthiest, the poorest of the poorest. People just came. And I left that meeting. When I got on the N1, I start crying. moment when I opened my mouth, as angry as I was, I start crying. I went to sleep that night, midnight. One o'clock, I'm wide awake. The next morning, Lanzel said, Daddy, do you have jet lag? I said, no. Now here is the thing. For the first time in years, I have a desire to go to church. I said, all these years, I've been on autopilot. I just exist. We measure success on the crowds and the money. And I said, but I was not significant. And That night, I fell in love with Jesus all over again. Some of us here needs a spice up with Jesus. That night I decide I will no longer live a haphazard life. Just go through the emotions, just live and If it's Monday, I wish it's Friday. If it's Friday, I wish it's Monday. If it's morning, I wish it's night. If it's night, I wish it's morning. Well of my personality and energetic I am. Sometimes the nights are too long. You know, I said, man, I need to get up. And but the key word is this morning. Are you ready? To move out of survival, to move out of success, to become significant success, that God can use you to change the nation of Africa and the nations of the world. I didn't come here just to tell you a word because life slap you, kick you, trample on you and you think this is all what life is about. No, it starts with a choice. Remember, when there's revelation, there's responsibility. I can walk out of the service as thousands of other services and still be the old same old, same old or I can make a quality decision tonight or this morning and say, God, I refuse that my life, my marriage, my business, my journey is going to be wrongly prioritized. I give you permission this morning, God, to use me. There was a service in the previous conference center in the revival when I had to kneel down while the worship was going yeah there and I said God every Isaac I have I lay it down I loved a person more than I love God at a time and I said I lay it down years ago I said, because you can only love God and you must love Him more than anything. This morning, there's a key that God turns in your life. Follow me and I will make you. If you're that person, that's why we have the Monday night, the JD 12 and Bible school and to equip the people, the leadership, the services. I don't go to church just because church. I go to be built up that I can be a world changer, a history maker, a planet shaker, and an atmosphere changer man worked and he was 66 years of age and he retired and when he looked at his retirement check he became suicidal, he wants to kill himself then he think well I've got still a family he took some of that money he went and borrowed some spices from neighbors and bought a few chickens And he fried the chickens. At the age of 88, he was a billionaire. That's where you get Kentucky Fried Parabogies from KFC. Colonel Saunders. A lady worked. She was a hopeless. She couldn't spell. She worked in this attorney firm. And she makes so many mistakes. They want to fire her every day. And uh, she went into her husband's garage. She's a born again child of God. And she said, God, my life, my childhood days were terrible. My life in this career is horrible. I cannot spell. Give me an invention. And she started mixing paints and fluids. She went the next day back. When she makes a mistake, she takes out her invention, put it over the mistake, and type over it. That's where you get tippets from. The company heard about her invention. They gave her 13 million American dollars for what she invented out of hopelessness but being led by God. Another lady, she's uh, no education, herons, drunkards. She worked as a waitress. And every day people came in this deli and say, do you sell pies? No, we are deli. She overheard the conversation. She remembered her grandmother made the most phenomenal pies. And she said, sir, can I bake a few pies? Later on, this deli was just known for the pies, made more money. She resigned, started her own business. Within a year, she was bankrupt. But her husband believed in her and said, Let's try again. That's Marie Callender Pies, very well known in the United States of America. Somebody came and gave her $3 million. For her pie recipe. I mentioned different things. What keeps you back to start living again? Will it be your past? Will it be disappointments? The school principal called me in. I was in grade 11. And he said, you're never going to make it in life. He said, you're a fighter? Although I gave my heart to the Lord, my name was Appelkies. I was always involved in a fight. He said, one day, we'll read about you in the newspaper. You'll be a criminal. Mr. Klopper was the guy's name. I had to prove Mr. Klopper wrong. Every day, today when I look back, I could have sat in that hole of the opinion, of the rat, rest, race, rat race. I'm here this morning to break everything of your mind. Every curse that somebody spoke. Every negative word that people utter over you. You came through a situation and that person says, you'll never be something without of me. I cancel it right now in the name of Jesus. I speak life over you. You you had disappointments. you You start businesses that fail. Whatever you tried, I'm here this morning with the presence of God. A word from the Lord. I pray that stronghold over your life. I cancel the plot of the enemy against you. You are an heir of God, a joint heir. You are called to be a king and a priest and a prophet. You are called to occupy on the face of the earth. I don't care by the word of God how many times you failed. What Who said, what you went through. My God, I'm here this morning to tell you there is power in the blood, there is there is power this morning over your life, the anointing of God, destroy the yoke. Come on, South Africa. And if you're that person this morning that say good stuff, I, I, I cannot, I, I came to the service, I cannot stand it. My word, you must see the societal notes we get from people and they say that one key of faith helped me to that person this morning to say I'm not going to live in survival I'm breaking out there's life that is meant to impact to change I'm going to be the key through Jesus I'm going to be the answer through Jesus. I'm going to be the solution through Jesus. Because your past becomes a testimony for somebody to move out from where you are, where God wants you to be. If that's you, will you stand with me? Please, Jesus said, Jesus, you will only live by every word proceeds out of his mouth. And his mouth said, you will heal the sick. You will cast out devils. You will raise the dead. You will preach the gospel. And you will impact the nations of the world. If that's you this morning, I pull you out of your condition and God by His power pull you in your position never to fail again, never to be defeated. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we have an audience standing, a mighty army, viewers from wherever they are tuned in this morning to say, I am not going to be a survival. I'm a history maker. I'm a planet shaker. I'm an atmosphere changer. The political parties is not supposed to change the atmosphere. God's people are supposed to. God, I'm going to be that atmosphere changer through the power of the Holy Ghost. Because I have Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You will receive power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Will you just raise your hands in the service. And if you can pray in the spirit. Start praying. Start praying. Start praying. Come on people it's still early. It's just past 11. Start, start praying. You will receive Power. Power. There's a power dimension of God's greatness over your life. Right now, the anointing destroys the yoke. It removes the burden. It's the burden removing power of God to change the nation. (laughs) Religion is not going to do it. It's a relationship with Jesus. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus you shall receive power move out of survival mode move out of just being, feeling and wanting to be success move in to be significant because you're here to impact the world right now in the name of Jesus and we thank you this morning if you don't know Jesus You say, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior this morning, I come short of the glory of God. Restore me back. Realign me. Remember me so that I can live out what I was designed for. My career is just the helping process of being everything you want me to be in the mighty name of Jesus then pray this prayer say Lord Jesus I come to you this morning just as I am I confess that I am a sinner
1: and I give my life to you today I deny Satan and his power and I acknowledge Jesus as the son of God who died and who has risen on the third day so that I can be free and have life in abundance and Father God, I just pray right now for everyone that is here this morning, under the sound of my voice, Father, that they own that they will know that they are created for your plan and your purpose. First of all, to have fellowship with you and then to worship you, Father. Lord, I pray that this word will not return to you void, but it will do right what it said it will do. And it will cut into the hearts of man and the hearts and the minds of people, Father. I pray pray that this word will bring change in our lives father and it will take us where you want us where you want it to take us father it will be a seed that will grow father and life will stream from it in the mighty name of Jesus we worship you we praise you and we lift up your holy name in Jesus name I pray amen and amen God bless you. He keeps you. He surrounds you. Be blessed. And as you exit those doors, you are entering into your mission field. Amen and amen.